0: 301,
1: the redirect. As promised, hold me to it, swearing over my kids' lives, we're going to do podcasts. Mm-hmm. We're going to definitely do them on a regular basis, and we got our old creative director on the line. He's out in the Yukon territory, but he went ahead and built a big fire today and decided to... Um, have a conversation about UX and UI, Tyler Fraser, and you need to say hi. This is the point where you actually interact with us.
0: Hello, hello. <laughs> I am here. I, I am surviving the Yukon Territory at the moment. I don't want that last.
1: And he's, uh, he's got some big anticipation for a couple big life events that are coming up, but I'm not going to mention anything about those. But I welcome and thank him for taking the time because this is something that is brought up topically uh, a lot of times. Uh, well, actually, the topic's not broached as much, but we want to talk the importance of really your user interface and the user experience on your website. Because people come to us, they want a website redesigned, they want it to look a specific way. And um, they're not always motivated by the right directions or the right data. And that's super important. And so this, if you are thinking about getting a redesign, if you're thinking about uh, putting together a new website, uh, whatever those things are, are going to be considered right now. You've obviously looked at competitor sites. You found some other sites in and out of your verticals that you like for different reasons. Um, this is an important one for you to listen to. 15, 20 minutes here talking about UX, UI. And so Tyler has over 15 years experience really specifically in the creative aspects of things. And why don't you tell us why you're qualified or why don't you sell yourself here?
0: Sure. Um, I've seen just about every type of interface on the web, both good and bad, since the, I, I first started coding and putting things together got a professional background in design Um, I've seen it all and I've also seen what works and doesn't work and I've also seen plenty of situations where uh, people don't appreciate um, the need for a focus on user experience so I've definitely seen it from beginning to end and I just I want to educate more people about the need for data
1: yeah and and this is uh you could parallel this if we simplify it for you if uh you 're getting a new roof or getting new windows um, that technician speaking to you in a genuine manner not trying to do the hard sell to you this is not what we 're trying to do but really educate you about the one thousand dollar windows versus the thirty five hundred dollar windows what is going to be the longevity what is that what is the benefit it 's actually bringing to yours it's some awesome trademark superficial names that were put onto this Aragon inserted, whatever it is. Um, but why this is important. And let's, uh, let's define exactly your user interface bef- between uh, UX and UI. Explain what the two differences are and why they
0: matter. Sure. So user interface is more so what you actually output, um, you know, what the site or layout or, Apple or whatever it is actually looks like, but the user experience portion is the actual gauge of uh, how the user is going to be interacting with whatever that interface is. Um, so it's a little bit more of a practice than an actual product, um, but you're really just evaluating how someone is going to effectively experience your, your interface.
1: It's a, it's a great point. So traffic comes to your website and they land on the homepage and you want them to do things. And you and your team, or whoever it is, and your agency is coming together to determine what it is that's going to make things happy. Now your agency or whoever that developer is or whoever you're working with is going to be motivated by a couple different aspects. Obviously we want a great goal. We want a happy client. We want them to, um, be very proud of what gets built and put out there to the world. And we want their clients to interface uh, with it in a a positive manner. You want them to pick up the phone and call you. You want them to figure out uh, a lead form. You want them to buy something. Uh, Those are all great, Uh, but it's really important as we're going to get into is how people are navigating and running through your website and interacting with it. And we talk about user groups, so users rule and not every user is going to be the same. Elaborate a little bit on that into your background on that, Tyler.
0: Sure. Um, Everyone's got an opinion. Typically, if you're going in to evaluate how something should look or the experience. Uh, there's a lot of opinions by the ownership or by the people involved, um, but ultimately, especially since we're talking about web, but really any kind of retail environment, it is about the user or the customer or the client or whatever you call them, uh, and how their experience is. Because ultimately, they are the ones that are going to be ideally converting whatever that means for you. Um, so you want to make sure that they are doing what they're supposed to do. Um, in order to achieve the goals that you have set out. Uh, And also, not every user is the same. So, you know, I can't you know gather a bunch of data or make an evaluation on how something will perform based on what someone else did or what I did a year ago. Um, It is the user right now and it could be a diverse group of users.
1: how, How do you get some of that data? I mean, how do you end up determining who your users are? I guess... We know about analytics, um, and analytics breaks down every facet of everything that's happening on your website, and some of it's very, very complicated and hard to understand. Um, But going through that, you could look at users could be people that are coming from an iPhone versus an Android or a desktop or a tablet. Um, it could be a region of the world. It could be a language that they're actually interfacing or coming into. It also can be interaction that's happening. Not everybody lands on the homepage of your website. Some people land in on um, internal pages and interact from there. You'll see popularity of things like that. So are all designers trained and kind of know that uh, about user experience and how that takes into performance of uh, a said web no, property? and
0: that's the trouble. That's the trouble. And, and it's not, you know, they may have some loose experience behind it and they may have some, you know, make sub, subconscious decisions based on, you know, something they figured out before. But in most cases, um, designers don't, don't look at that, um, from my experience. And again, it depends on the designer, but, um, there's a different type of approach that a designer needs to take to a design. Uh, there's just not that formal education. Really
1: okay. So let's, you know, and, and you bring up another point too, as you get into um, well, i want to talk a little bit about like user testing and experience uh, mm-hmm. that we have in, in regards to doing that and the benefits that can get out of driving a design. But then we're bringing in another acronym here an abbreviation CRO, which isn't some awesome heavy metal band playing at Harpo's down here in Detroit, but it's actually conversion rate optimization. And so how do you get better conversion, better performing landing pages or conversion rates? Um, and how do you optimize that experience? And that's a whole nother layer to the onion as you peel back. Um, so let's talk about some different things about um, decisions you need to make or designers should be taking or that design team should be taking in regards to
0: the new site. I mean, it's driven, it's driven by data. and I think that that's the theme here is, you know, even if a designer does not have any experience with actually designing for UX, um, if they at least are going down the road of evaluating data that is gathered, in, in, when we say data, we're talking about talk about those data
1: analytics. points.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, you were talking about analytics before; that it's definitely one of them because you can really understand and learn about you know activity funnels, you know the way that people are are visiting and interacting with your site, but also. Plenty of other tactics. Um, there is some uh, anonymous screen recording software where you can anonymously, um, even though nothing's really anonymous anymore, um, record a, a user's behavior uh, while navigating your website.
1: What does you can that look watch like? watch
0: a video afterwards. I love you can that. actually watch a video afterwards. Yeah, that, I love that. It's pretty show. cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so um, there's. there's working with heat maps. Yeah, heat for maps heat maps. maps. Are, are very much the same.
1: So those are two products we've used in the past. We were an early adopter with a, uh, a, a data package called Hotjar. We left them because they just got too greedy and too snooty and overpriced. And now we're with Crazy Egg. And so, like Tyler's saying, you can record all the users walking across your website and actually watch them. You can play back afterwards, almost like a DVR, how people are interacting with different pages on your website, where they go, where they move their mouse, how quick they scroll, where they click. And then they communitively collect all that data and then they lay over heat maps on different pages of your website to see where people are moving their mouse and where they're potentially looking. A lot of awesome data that can help to drive whether or not the decisions you've made or decisions you need to make to have better conversion rate or get people closer to that goal. So you talk about um, content placement as well. And I think another layer we have to look at here too is going back to the analytics in the beginning, what are the devices that are using your website the most? How are your consumers, your audience, visiting your website? Is that a mobile device? That's responsive design, usually in a vertical manner. Is it tablet? Those are probably the less amount of them all. Or is it desktop? And that is based all around your audience. But how are you displaying the data Or how are you displaying content in what order? It needs to be driven by what the user expects to see and not what necessarily looks pretty, as we like to say in this, um, this industry in a
0: lot of ways. Um,
1: there can't be. But also,
0: but also I will say with that, with that, you also need to be driving them down your journey that you want them to take. You know, maybe it is about what they are going to resonate most with, but ultimately you have company goals. So what path do you want to walk them down and how are they most successfully going to walk that path?
1: Truth. Truth as it is. So gathering data analytics is continuously getting those. You have calls that are coming in. You might have third party call tracking software and recording those. Maybe you're running ads or any other type of third party segment. Um, You have CRO data platforms that are collecting some of those, uh, some of those data points for you too. But That's the easy part, okay? So what are you going to do with it that's going to make a difference? Walk us through those steps.
0: And that's where partnering with someone who has the experience and the knowledge and know-how is important because you can look at that data and not really understand how to apply it to your situation. I mean, assume that you have a website that you constructed, you know, six months, a year ago, whether you personally were involved in it or not, if you don't have someone that's looking at that data objectively with your goals in mind, you're probably not going to be able to be effective with it. So hiring and or engaging with or bringing someone on the team that actually has that, that designer slash UX experience will help you map that out appropriately.
1: Now, some of the things we've done in the past as well as doing user testing, and that might be a starting point is looking at the data, what you have, helping to comb through it, summarize it, giving you points that are easily to consume and take to sea levels to get them to understand the the bullet points or the uh, the headlines to what the situation currently is. Um, what what what? Talk about user testing and what that process looks like, and what type of information that can provide to help give you basis for future decisions.
0: I love user testing. It's one of the best methods for collecting data, but it is not the only method. And I, and I say that because we're talking about heat maps, we're talking about anonymous screen recordings, we are even talking about analytics before. Those are all the anonymous side of things. And that's more of a quantity versus quality situation because you're getting a lot more data, but you don't really know much about the users themselves. You, you know generally maybe their region or maybe what browser they came in on, uh, but you don't know them. Whereas this user testing and this curated user testing, and and just to explain that a little bit more, it's really about engaging, you know, for us, it's, it's engaging with our clients, understanding what they want to garner from the user as far as who they are, what their behaviors are, what they're looking for. Outlining a list of questions or scenarios is what we like to call them, where we can then... Uh, engage with a focus group or there's several services online that will actually give you testers that are within a certain demographic for your, your requirement um, and have them go through and complete these scenarios. And you're able to record audio, sometimes record video if they agree to it and record their screen and just see how they handle those scenarios. Wow. Because now you can really visually understand what they're doing, just like you were sitting right next to them at their computer.
1: So imagine that you're coming together with a design with your team at your at your office, uh, whatever you need to present to uh, your CMO or you need to present to uh, higher ups. This is going to be the new design and they're going to, you're going to want to present and have quick answers to why we're going to design something this way. What's driving all of these reasons? Now that's another data point to present. Here's what analytics traffic to our website has shown us. Here's industry information of how trends have changed from quarter to quarter in our vertical. And now we have third-party user testing—actual people that we've summoned—and give them a, a list of very vague tasks to go through to see how they interact with things in comparison to an old design or an alternative design. And then you have all of this data to make decisions out of. Does that is that, is that a smarter way to potentially go about it? Um, I think nobody can disagree with that, right? It's adding a lot more components. to I wouldn't to think it. so.
0: What but, does that add to cost? Do or they or they. Well, you know what, though, if if you think about putting together a you know, garbage product and then putting it out there, you know, what's the difference, right? You need to plan. Plan before you cut. Um, because you're gonna pay for it later if you don't pay for it up front. It it really depends in terms of actual cost, it really depends on, you know, the size of what you're putting together and the audience that you're trying to gather data and cater to. Um but it's all relative.
1: Yeah, so that that process needs to be thought about. So when you're serious about really tackling something, that uh, your your website and the initiatives that you have going on with your website is a, a, a segment of your business that is going to help it to grow or slow, right? Or it's gonna it's gonna cause more problems. It's essentially a online brochure that has a lot of functionality can collect a lot of awesome data. That allows people to interact with your business, your mission, your products, your services, um, all of those aspects digitally at their even will with no hard sales push on them. You couldn't ask for a better scenario. And you can collect all data of everything that's going on in regards to that to actually get a good summary of sentiment that's going on. Why wouldn't anybody want to take advantage of that and make that a part of their complete marketing uh, schema that they have going on on an ongoing basis? I don't know, uh, because if you're just appeasing uh, a design and a look and a feel that the owner or some CMOS or some other people want, well, again, it comes down to the point of who's got check, who has the say. So, what's the pecking order? And you know, they end up uh, getting what they get. But if you're looking at ultimate performance of all those things. It seems like you'd want to have as many of these data points to help really show and forecast a return on investment longer term. And I think the last thing I want to wrap with too here, Tyler, is technology as a whole. Um, man, everything is still continuously moving so quick and so fast. So I just want to catch on a couple of things of when we're going through a process, doing UX/UI and possibly user testing. How are we forecasting out, you know, the current environment, historics, and then how technology or what's, what's emerging, what's coming out, and how do we make sure that we can have some type of longevity off of what we're doing? Um, encapsulated with that, cost to go ahead and, and, and continuously maintain, manage, and modify and grow from that property you're working on? Is this an impivoting point to make a lot of those decisions now so that you can really look at costs long-term in regards to those things?
0: You have to start someplace. And it's one of those things that you can't remain stagnant on because it's going to change tomorrow. And we can't predict where technology is even going to be in a week, let alone um, you know six months or a year. That's why this regular collection of data and doing something with it is important. I mean, you, you should be collecting data nonstop and making decisions on a regular interval and just altering it, altering your path from there. So it has Otherwise, to be, Otherwise, you're going, yeah, you're, you're going to remain segment. You're, you're not going to see the results that you would expect. And ultimately someone's going to look like a failure.
1: Yeah. And so that's no different than your personal 401k, your investments, uh, your company's balance sheets, uh, the P and L where expenses are being, you'd be looking at those things to forecast out what, to guide you what you need to change, what you need to modify in order to get things better. Um, and I, there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing that with your, your web investment, your creative investment that's going on there. And I think the last important part too is the, uh, the continuity of all of your brand uh, touch points. So if you have guidelines that are set up, if you don't, shame on you, any business should have some type of brand book and should have guidelines on how they're being represented and what is the mission statement, what's being told on a regular basis, all the touch points from emails to what's going on in your web to what's being sent uh, automated through like a CRM or HubSpot, all of those things should have some continuity and how all those work. And those all have data measurement points as well, which is completely uh, interesting that it just keeps going back and through. This uh, what is what is the word I'm looking for? Now I'm, now I'm at a loss for words. It's so uh, infinity, in like an infinity scarf. Infinity.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> if you wear infinity yeah. scarves, I guess.
0: It's and and again, the data the data collection is the easy part, and and truthfully, it's the cheap part. Um, so there should not be any barrier to do that on a regular basis. I mean, a lot of these softwares or systems that we're talking about the actual collection of the data is either free or very inexpensive obviously there's time that needs to be invested in analyzing it but again there's no no excuse for not collecting data
1: and you're going to get the yield out of it because it's going to tell you a better story so that you can guide and make changes as things go on and use your money better um 100 yeah that's kind of where we're going to go with this one here i want to uh thank you for taking time out of the day there mr coo and sharing some of that
0: greasy knowledge No problem. Thanks for having me.